Greetings, greetings, one and all. Greetings, one and all. It is I, your debt-free degree expert, here to give you another tip, tool, or strategy that will help you get that kiddo into college and do it debt-free. So, um, I am just so glad to be here with y'all. Um, this has been a fantastic summer for me. I hope it has been for you as well. And I'm continuing um, with this fantastic summer by offering a free training this Sunday. I cannot wait for you all to join me so that I can tell you about how to create a debt-free degree plan for your college-bound team. Uh, but first, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Dr. Treasure Shields Redmond, and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. Busy parents of college-bound teens hire me to secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at howtofindscholarships.info. That's howtofindscholarships.info. So, um... If you go to howtofindscholarships.info, you can tap join and check out the services that my company offers. I am certain that this is the answer to your prayers. I'm, I'm, I'm just claiming that. I'm putting that out there. But for now, let's talk about one portion of, uh, you know, something that has really stood out to me as over the years as I've worked with college-bound families. And that is getting the teen on board with the journey, getting the teen on board. Every now and then, I work with families and the teen is not clear on the seriousness or the urgency that this debt-free de degree journey uh, deserves, and rightfully so. In general, teens don't pay bills. Um, teens are not worried about how the mortgage is getting paid and they don't know what's really happening financially in the home, whether that is comfortable or uncomfortable. So one of the things that I would like for you to do is to sit down with your team before the school year starts. Let's say you have, you know, someone going into ninth grade, someone going into 10th grade, someone going into 11th grade, or... <gasps> Someone going into 12th grade, it's go time. So I'm advocating that you sit down with them and you do a couple of things. Number one, I need for you to talk to them about realistically how much you could pay out of pocket for college. And this is going to be different for every family. So let me back up from that. I know that the reason a lot of families don't have financial conversations with kids is because they were not raised having financial conversations. And even if they were raised having basic financial conversations, their parents didn't really reveal their income <laughs> and they didn't really reveal, you know, how the sausage was made in that house. Um, so what I want you to do with your team is to tell them how much you could realistically pay out of pocket. Even though it's uncomfortable for you, even though you really like to keep that kind of behind the curtain for various reasons, we're going to pull back the curtain just a little bit, right? We don't have to show them our W-2s, even though they're going to see them when you fill out the FAFSA. <laughs> 
that's usually the that's usually the final moment of like a teen's teen time <laughs> where they realize, oh, mama is not rich. <laughs> that was not a six-figure income <laughs> that my mother put on the FAFSA, but I digress. So you're going to tell them how much you can realistically afford to pay out of pocket. Some people can afford to pay what they've already been paying maybe for private school. So if you have a teen who's in private school and you're paying you know, a few hundred dollars to a little bit over a thousand. Maybe you're paying 1200 a month. Maybe you got it like that. Um, the assumption is that if they got everything paid for, for college, that you would still be able to pay that amount each month, right? But regardless of the amount you're able to pay each month, that will never match how expensive college is, right? College you know, is 20K a year, 40K a year. I mean, if you're going somewhere like NYU or Washington University in St. Louis, or you're going to one of the art schools like Pratt or RISD, or you're going to a, a, a school in California and you're not in state, colleges can be 70, 80, $1,000 a year. So let's say you pay 70K a year, seven times four is 280K. So you could pay over a quarter of a million for a bachelor's degree. Is that insane? Yes, of course it is. Of course, <laughs> it is insane. Especially considering that lots of people go to school to be accountants and teachers. And so starting salaries there are 50K and 60K <laughs> and you owe 280K in, in, in student loans. That, that, that really can't work out. So let's say that your child goes to whatever the state school is. If you're able to, I would love for you to Google the cost of the state school near you, um, whatever that state university is. Uh, and then look at, and then, you know, ask yourself, would you be able to pay that out of pocket? For most of us, for most working class to middle class families in the U.S., the answer is no. I am not liquid at 80K a year, 40K a year, 30K a year, or so forth. Um, so that's the first part of the conversation I need you to have with them. Why do I want you to talk with them about that? Because I need them to know a few concrete numbers. I need your college-bound team to know a few concrete numbers. And that's going to add, that's going to create more of an urgency. They're going to then be able to see how the grades that they make, the extracurriculars they participate in, the community service or volunteer work that they do, how that's connected to financial numbers, right? The next thing I want you to do is get a copy of their transcript. Uh, for a lot of people, school hasn't started, so I don't know what if that would be possible, but you should be able to go on the online platform that your child's high school uses where you can access their end of year grades, and you should be able to kind of see where they are. You should be able to get a you know, GPA, that sort of thing. And the reason I want you to kind of talk with them about how they've generally done so far is because I want them to know that we either need to keep going in this direction, right? So 
the GPA is 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 good. The you know the test scores are good. The the types of classes they've taken have gotten progressively more difficult. They've taken some honors, some AP. Yay! Or they've been seeing it out. They've been getting C's, D's, failing a class, having to drop a class. <laughs> you know, whatever the situation is. Um, and, the, and then they need to know, oh, I probably need to steer this ship in a different direction. <laughs> and um, make some different choices because mommy has already had a conversation with me about the realistic picture of our finances. Um, I believe I'm college bound. My mother's vision for me is college bound. And I keep using mother because that is often the person in the family that handles the college stuff. But the, if there are any fathers watching and you are the college person, kudos to you. I mean mother and father. I mean accountable adult in the home. I mean whoever's going to put their, their information on the FAFSA when it's time to fill that out uh, in their senior year. So you need to sit down with them and see that. Let me tell you, after years of working with college-bound families, sometimes it's a little tricky when the school hasn't been super communicative about um, the lackluster performance of that child. And the child has been a basically good child. <laughs> so they've just been uh, being a mediocre student quietly. And it's very tricky when, you know, I work with them privately because you can, you can join the how to find scholarships community at two levels one at one level you um you can work with me privately at another level you get all the education the downloadables the videos and all that but you don't work with me privately so for the ones who work with me privately one of the first things i do is say hey let's get a copy of your transcript and go over it and there have been a couple of times where the parent was like what in the heck has been going on at that school what wait a minute are you what's happening because <laughs> this gpa is looking like uh, a 20 dollar bill it's literally a 2.0 so you want to check in with that check in with that all right and then the final thing that i want you to do is to come up with a weekly plan a weekly plan to touch base on college things. If your kiddo is in ninth, 10th, or 11th grade, then the weekly plan would just be applying to scholarships. If they are in 12th grade, the weekly plan would be applying to scholarships and pulling together items to apply to colleges. There often, there's often a lot of crossover there, um, but that's what the weekly plan would include. And that's going to include more items than just sitting down, you know, filling out applications because you have to pull together items that applications are going to ask for. Applications are going to ask for essays. Applications are going to ask for that transcript that I mentioned, a resume, uh, recommendation letters. So what you do is you create a little list. And in my community, I have checklists and lists that people can use in order to know, you know, what to do first, what to do second, that sort of thing. Um, and every week you're going to check in with that team. All right, this is our Sunday evening at 6 p.m. meeting. 
Um, did you get the recommendation letters? No, my, uh, my math teacher said that, um, said that um, they don't have time. Really? Is that what they said? Hmm. Let me call up to the school and see if I can help them have some time. Um, you, you really have to be an aggressive parent. You know, this is the last time in your teen's life that you can hover and be aggressive. Because once they step foot on a college campus, unless they sign a FERPA notice to let you in to their business and share it with you, it's, it's adult time. It's up to them to advocate for themselves, to ask to see professors in their office, to ask them about grades, to go to the chair or the dean to escalate things if they feel like the professor isn't being responsive, um, to go to the financial aid office and check on their financial aid and so forth. So now is the time. I know a lot of us are, we're, we're letting out those apron strings slowly, slowly, slowly. I like to say moving from uh, from uh, manager to supervisor to consultant. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to move to that consultant role, but some of us are moving a little fast. You know, a lot of things, of course, you know, we they, they should be able to do on their own. A lot of our teams are driving and working. I get it. However, that weekly check-in and that staying on top of their grades, don't drop the ball on that. I've seen people drop the ball on that a little too early and it's, it's not good. So I have enjoyed sharing these tips, tools, and strategies with you. I'm Dr. Treasure Shields Redmond, your debt-free degree expert. And I want you to join me this Sunday um, at... 8, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m.? I think it's 7 p.m. I don't know. I'll, I put the link in the description. If you go to howtofindscholarships.info, you can click on join our next free training and all the information will be there. Um, I can't wait to see you and, and, and talk with you because I'm going to allow people to, um, you know, ask questions and we're going to have a question and answer session. Um, go to howtofindscholarships.info and I will see you good people next time.